the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, and welcome to Bisberg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today, the program is sponsored by City Mission of Washington, Pennsylvania. In studio with us is Dean Gartland. Dean is the president, the CEO of the City Mission. Dean Friend, it's always good. Always happy to see you when you stop by. John, it's great to be here again. Thank you so much. So, Dean, uh, the weather is turning, and uh, here we are at the year end where the holidays are upon us. That does not mean that uh, all of a sudden the uh, homeless problem is solved in Washington County. There are still many men and women in great need, yeah? Oh, absolutely. And that's, uh, I, I wish the homeless problem was solved. Uh, the, the, uh, I remember the, many, many years ago saying one of our objectives was to you know work ourselves out of a job, hopefully, but that uh, unfortunately hasn't happened. And right. so uh, people are still in need and still hurting and uh, still suffering and still need support and help and shelter and food. And so very, very grateful that the city mission is there. No doubt. So talk to us about the city mission. You've been around for a long time. You recently have gone through a a big change. But people are coming in off the street. They're looking for essentially a place to lay their head at first. But it goes much much more beyond that. Oh, absolutely. I. And food and shelter is the basics. That's uh, one of the, you know, our, our commitment is to make sure people feel safe uh, when they come to the mission and that they get uh, the proper amount of food. And uh, I don't think anybody at the mission will ever say they, they don't have enough food. So uh, they, they, they get the, the food they need and they get the safety of the shelter. But we don't want to just stop there. We don't want that to be the end. Uh, we want, the result we really want to see is that uh, people will engage in our program and the services that we offer, and that they'll never need another shelter again as long as they, that's that's really what we want. We want to see them move through the, uh, the mission program and, and move into independence. And so as a result, we have a medical clinic that operates five days a week wow. uh, so that everybody can have access to medical services. Uh, we have a uh, food pantry so that people in the community uh, who are having a struggling trying to make ends meet can come and get a bag of food uh, and some vouchers to go to our thrift stores and get some uh, clothing or furniture that they might need. Uh, we have counseling and case management on site so that every man, woman, child, and veteran that we serve can access services in the community. One of the things that we've, we learned and we know about is the fact that a lot of folks that come to us don't know what's out there and available to them uh, that can really help them uh, regain their independence. And so one of our objectives is to help them learn how to navigate the social system. And it's, it's difficult to do. And if you don't know the, 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 the path to take, sometimes you're, you're like behind the eight ball and you just give up. Uh, we don't want people giving up. We want to help them be able to find the services they need and be able to make that transition. And, of course, the most basic and the most important uh, part of the city mission is our spiritual work that we do in presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, get, letting every a man, woman, and child uh, know and have the opportunity to come know, to know Jesus in a very personal and real way. Fabulous. So this goes well beyond three hots and a cot, no doubt about that. Now, with all that and the incredible work that you're doing in, in uh, Washington, Washington, PA, 
this takes a lot of um, a lot of resources, a big mm-hmm. engine of money to make this work. And you do things throughout the year that you rely on community members. Sweet Sunday, there's always a, a, an appeal to give. But talk about that, about that that flow and how people in Washington, PA, and beyond have gotten behind the city mission. Yeah, the uh, the uh, community has really rallied around us, uh, particularly through this past summer. Uh, we had a you know a real challenge financially. We had a tremendous shortage, shortfall, uh, but the community came together and really pulled us through. But some there's one thing that many times people don't really grasp or don't understand. The city mission is is a what we call a pure charity, which means that. Uh, every uh, dime that that comes to the through the city mission is is brought to us by uh, the concerned people, people in the community, businesses, churches. That's who supports the mission. We have no government contracts. We don't bill for our medical services. Uh, none of that happens. And so this is a pure charity. Uh, there's many good charities out there that the work with government aid, you know, through the government, they sure. get funded. And that's fine, but we are not that. We are a pure charity, and we depend on the goodwill and the care that the people of this community provide. And they have stepped up through this summer, and we're asking them to to continue to do that as we go through the winter months. Dean Gartland is with us from City Mission. Say City Mission online is citymission.org or by calling 724-222-8530. That's 724-222-8530. But citymission.org, a wonderful website. You can find resources there for yourself and ways to volunteer and essentially to give as well. Dean, I love that when you come visit, you always bring someone along Mm -hmm. who's inclined to the mission. Today you brought along Jessica. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. So, Jess, for a lot of people, um, I'm always kind of curious. You know, you you come in, you look like you're all put together, you look fabulous. Thank you. But there was a time in your life where, you know, that wasn't the case. So would you mind just, you know, in, in, a, in a way of telling us the story of, you know, where you were, what happened, and where you are now? Yes. Um, my drug addiction and, um, I guess, mental health issues that I had. Um, I ended up in jail. I did some time there. Um, when I got out of jail, you know, I'm an only child. I don't have much family. The family that I did have was kind of like, hey, you know, you, we, you can't do this here. Um, so we looked up uh, the city mission, and I was mortified to go there. I thought it was going to be, you know, cots in a cafeteria and lining up around a corner to eat, and I didn't want to do that. But then when I got there, I realized it was like an actual house, speaking for the women, um, an actual house that that you live in. And it's very much like home. Um, I now live in one of the suites there um, with one other roommate. Um, they're very nice there. The, the food is great. Um, I've. I have um, new responsibilities today that I didn't have then. I have uh, people that trust me, you know, and depend on me to do things. You know, I assist uh, Miss Nettie in, as an RA there. Wonderful. And uh, I'm also on the resident council. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of good things for them, and they do a lot of good things for me. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So take a second and, and talk about that journey. You know, what, what I hope is that people are listening right now, and they identify with you. They they hear the, a little portion of your story and say, Wait, wait a second, that's me, and I'm still out there, you know, running. And, yes. you know, uh, go back and, and talk about th- those early days of what it was like to find yourself in addiction. 
Uh, yeah, just uh, um, addiction will ruin, um, you know, your relationship with your family, a relationship in general as to which it did with me. You know, I was in a 20-year relationship. It kind of fell apart due to my addiction, and uh, which then in turn leaves me to, you know, sleep in at a friend's house or, you know, not sure what's going to happen and then getting in trouble. So then, you, you know, you can't gain, you know, employment. So then I'm, you know, selling drugs and, you know, trying to figure out a way to use drugs and you know, pay my bills or just to, to live, yeah. you know, so. So did you find yourself at any time on the street? Was that um, was Not that necessarily reality? on the street, but I was been without a permanent address. Couch it surfing. was never my house. Yeah. yeah. So you relied on the kindness of strangers. Yeah, just yeah. my friends and, and friends. people that I was uh, using drugs with. So yeah. so then that, that entrance into City Mission, was this voluntary or did family say to you, hey, Jessica, you've got one choice and this is it? Um, it was kind of like you can stay here for a certain amount of time, but uh, you need to find something else to do. Yeah. You can't do it. You just can't do it here. And you said essentially the idea of going into a mission. I was mortified. Mortified. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a very strong choice of words. It is. So the idea of a mission at some point, you probably thought, uh, what? I mean, this it was a dark and dour place. Yes. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of cots in a cafeteria or something and you got to pack up and leave at a certain time and you know whatever but it's not like that you know I, I came there and I um, there rather and uh, I'm in their program so now you know I uh, I'm getting help with my addiction I'm getting help with my mental health I'm gonna get help with housing Fabulous. you know there's so many other resources that I didn't even know existed excellent how long have you been there I've been there since June 2nd June 2nd, and uh -huh. here we are towards the end of the year here. Mm -hmm. So for the first time in a while, you've got a measure of sobriety about you. Oh, absolutely. What's that like? That's great. Yeah, that's good. I'd never been to a meeting. I've never been to rehab. You know, so in June, it was the very first time I've ever attended any kind of Narcotics Anonymous meeting or, you know, anything. I've met a lot of uh, great people there, yeah. you know, friendships that I'll have with me for the rest of my life. That's a wild feeling to walk into a room mm -hmm. and to be honest and say, hi, I'm and I'm an addict we and an alcoholic. We were just talking about that. Yeah, it, what's that like? It's different when you say it out loud, when you say, hi, I'm Jessica and I'm an addict, that it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to avoid the truth, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. it is. But in some way, when you say that, it's also freeing, isn't it? it, it uh, most definitely. I don't mind talking about it today, whereas some time ago, I would minimize you know, what I was doing. I didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. Now, it's not that I don't care, but it just makes me the person that I am today, you know, stronger and uh, you know, honest, more yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. So what, what they say, don't let your light hide under a bushel. So Absolutely. now there's your light, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then now I'm able to help others. Like I said, I help, uh, you know, Miss Nettie with her, um, her resident assistant, one of them. And uh, I get to help other girls. And I think that that's one of the things that are keeping me clean today, because not only now, because I am a mother, you know, my kids depend on me. I have two that are you know, in the addiction and there, one is in a halfway house, one was, is in jail and she's on her way, you know, somewhere else tomorrow. So um, now it's not just them that, you know, look up to me and depend on me. I have all of these girls, you know, that I have a responsibility that I have to practice what I preach and I have to stay a certain way, yeah. you know, for them. So, so if you can do it, then others can do it Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, then go deeper into this. You know, a, a life of service is different than a life of addiction. There is something that, you know, an addict, an alcoholic, 
you are selfless. I mean, you are, you know, you're a selfish person because it's all about that opera of me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. But there's been a change. Something happened where you, you went from inward to outward. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, um, you know, coming there, I've, I've got in touch with, uh, you know, my higher power. I've always had my own relationship with him, but I had never prayed out loud or, you know, anything of that nature today, you know, before coming in here, you know, the other guests that you have, you know, I grabbed her hands and we prayed out loud and there. That's not, I would have never done that. Yeah. I would have never done that. At one point that would have seemed weird or it odd, would have right? Seemed weird. Yeah. But now it's a natural it's thing. It's normal for me now. Yeah. You know, and, I'll stop in a grocery store. I don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's something to be said about the power of that, isn't there? There is. Yeah, there is. So then now that you've been sober since June, uh, you've got a future ahead of you. When uh, do you dare even look down the road a little bit and say, "I see myself this way"? At some I point, I mean, I don't want to ever be that person again. But um, I can just do this for today. And uh, you know, we all think about uh, all the people I have talked to. Anyway, you still think about it. Not that you want to do, it, but it's just it's still a part of you. Sure, it is. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I can't forget it, but I can forgive myself for doing it. Yeah, I think you know the thing. A lot of people who are in recovery, some people especially, want to um, romanticize mm-hmm. that time when they were out there. That there was something that was you know a grand journey or you know something powerful there the fact of the matter is for myself i'll say that's a lot of rubbish it is uh, i mean that just will drag you back into the grave it definitely will yeah. it definitely will so i see myself in a, a a better position today and i'm thinking this time last year when i was sitting in a house doing drugs i never thought that i would be sitting here talking about not doing drugs anymore on a radio station <laughs> god works in mysterious ways Absolutely. does he not that's good mm-hmm. fabulous well jessica congratulations on that i well, mean that's a you. powerful thing to hold in your hand i hope that you move forward and each day each minute each hour you continue to be sober and to walk with the lord i am i'm going to do the best i can at that fabulous i appreciate you saying the word powerful to me because uh i've been hearing that the last two days the word powerhouse and powerful about me, so I appreciate that. Well, there's a lot of Thank truth you. there, right? I mean, <laughs> I think the fact of the matter is we are all powerful, Absolutely. but you know, somehow we tend to subvert that or think that we are less than, which absolutely. drags us down into addiction. Yes, absolutely. So good, keep on being powerful. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Jessica from uh, City Mission in Washington, PA. Dean, come on back in. Um, no. You hear that? I mean, again, as always, when you bring a guest in like Jessica, it, it's, it's heartening for me and I'm sure for our guest and you as the president, the CEO of the City Mission, you wake up in the morning and you think, I hear that story, uh, God is good, we're doing some uh, some good work here. Well, when you're hearing Jessica's story and I think about how it represents you know, so many, so many people that are in those same shoes and, and struggling, uh, still struggling today out there, whether it's on the street or in somebody's apartment or somewhere, that they are just not – being not ex, not experiencing the joy and the happiness that you hear in Jessica's voice, yeah. uh, that is something that comes as a result of the recovery process. Uh, it comes as a relate as a result of a relationship with God, and that's what breaks that uh, all that hardness that's inside of a person uh, and really b- begins to break it up. And it's just a joy for me to hear Jessica's story and. Obviously, this is why I wake up every morning and come to work, because yeah. the, this is why we are there, why the city mission's there, why we exist, 
Uh, we we love to hear Jessica's story, but we want to hear that same story out of everybody that comes to the city mission. Excellent. And, and you know, not to say that, you know, uh, every step forward in recovery is a bowl of cherries because oh. it's hard, right? I mean, it's just hard to be alive, period, whether you're an alcoholic or an addict or not. And then to carry that with you into life and try to transform yourself in Christ uh, what what I love about the city mission, and let's talk about this a little bit deeper, because earlier on in our conversation, you made reference to this, Dean, that the city mission does have resources, whether, you know, it's financial resources to get people to look at the, how to manage money or psychological resources. People go into therapy or addiction, addiction mm-hmm. recovery, all that. That's a one stop at the city mission. It is, because one of the things we realize, and I know that, you know, from my years of, of serving in this uh, this work and uh, for the, the many years that I've been doing it, and along the way, you learn some of these things that, you know, we, you, at one point it was simply, you know, just, you know, make sure we provide a, a safe shelter and food and connect them to something outside the mission. But the uh, we realize that everything really does need you need to have a, a, a full uh, a menu of wraparound services so that a person can actually move through a process. People develop relationships and they and they develop trust. And when you have to constantly turn somebody over to somebody else, uh, it, it's it, it just weakens the process. So. Uh, at the mission, we have, you know, uh, you've heard Jessica talk about Miss Nettie and Amber uh, or some of the, the two house coordinators who really do a, a bang-up job, who really know the community, they know the resources, and the girls that are there trust them. To, they know that they have their best interests at heart, and uh, so they're able to trust the process they go through uh, to get that end result, which is, you know, independence and independent living. And so that, to me, is uh, what this is all about. And, That's good. Uh, and I'm, it's, it's an honor for me to be a part of it. I love that word, someone to trust, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very powerful thing. So, Dean, um, let's take a moment and, and talk about um, things that uh, are on the docket. You know, here we are at the end of the year. And so everyone's looking now, okay, uh, my taxes are going to be due soon and, you know, my, my financial situation. This is powerful because, as you said earlier, uh, the city mission in Washington, PA, is a pure charity. So as people think about giving and especially year-end giving, I'm going to raise the flag for city mission. Oh, absolutely. The uh, this is a uh, it's a challenge because sometimes I I have talked to people who thought you know who are under the impression that the mission just somehow has this you know government subsidies subsidies and, all that, right? and yeah. so and big so you, endowments. Yes, uh, there's no endowment. <laughs> uh, and of course, if somebody's listening would like to create one for us, I would really appreciate 724 that. Seven two four two 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 eighty five thirty. Yeah, if you have uh, some money that you would love to be able to donate to create an endowment, we would love that. Uh, but there's no endowment there, and there's no government contracts that are supporting the, the city mission. We really do need and depend on our our churches, our business community, and individuals who really believe in what we're doing, believe in the, when they hear a story like Jessica's and believe that that is important and valuable for our community, for our society, uh, that they really want to see that happen in the lives of many people, uh, that those are the ones that, that give and, and share and partner with us to make sure there are more stories like Jessica's. Fabulous. So if you want to be part of the city mission and the work that they do, I would 
encourage you to look online, citymission.org. It's a wonderful website. You'll see all the resources, hear the stories, and find ways that you can work, whether it's through volunteer or through actual financial giving as well, citymission.org or 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530. So, Dean, uh, let's talk about one of the highlights of the, of the City Mission year, which is a Sweet Sunday. Mm-hmm. I've been to Sweet Sunday. I mean, and the, the name uh, is well earned because, holy smokes, it sure is sweet. Boy, I, it, it is really is a, a highlight at, at, at the beginning of the uh, calendar year there. It happens in February uh, at the Hilton Garden Inn uh, at South Point. And uh, we take over the entire first floor of the Hilton Garden Inn, and there are sweet vendors there's there's music, there's entertainment all throughout the day, and uh, uh, and just about every suite that you can think of is represented <laughs> there. So not for the faint of heart, is it? <laughs> no, no. If uh, uh, many many people come, I mean thousands of people come to that event, uh, make their way in. They 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 take a lot of suites home with them. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year, uh, and uh, so we're encouraging people to be thinking about Sweet Sunday as it's coming up in February. I believe February twenty third of twenty twenty. And we're asking people to think about coming out and being a part of that. Nice. Hilton Garden Inn in Washington, PA. Um, hey, listen, uh, now that the weather has changed, I know that, you know, there's always a difference, I think, between, you know, um, a ministry that helps the homeless in the city as opposed to what you're doing in Washington, PA. The fact of the matter is that there are a lot of homeless people who are sort of living in the woods, you know, right, mm-hmm. in encampments. And now as the weather changes, that's a brutal time to be out there in the woods. Talk about that, about, you know, how you have to adjust for that. Because I would imagine as the weather turns, there's also a bump in the uh, increase of people who are coming into the mission. Oh, there is. And people uh, will get phone calls. We'll get, uh, you know, different agencies calling because, they, you know, churches call because they run into or have somebody that uh, doesn't have a place to stay. And, and so they're looking to the mission uh, for uh, some type of shelter for d- during the winter. And in, in years gone by, in the last few years, actually, we've uh, actually tried to operate a cold weather shelter. We do have it again this year, but we had to put some limits on it because uh, uh, last year we were almost overrun, and so it was. We just didn't have the resources to meet the demand. That's interesting. So almost overrun. That speaks to how many people are out there right now. It, it does, and it's uh, you know, and in Washington, because of the fact that you do have encampments and you have people that live in, in the woods and and in other abandoned buildings and uh, so forth. Uh, when they saw that opportunity, they really took advantage of it and and came over. And so this year, we just we made a few adjustments. Uh, so it's you know, when the weather hits thirty five degrees or below, that's when we'll open up our cold weather shelter I see. and to be able to bring people in. But we just couldn't do it like we did last year. Uh, just the resources we just didn't have the so stretched the, the, yes we were just it just stretched us too too far and so this year we put some parameters around it uh, we we do have uh, take women and men um, uh, so we're making provision for that and we're preparing for that right now fabulous hey this is a uh, Bisberg I'm John Hall today the program is sponsored by City Mission of Washington PA Dean Gartland is with us City Mission online at citymission.org Dean uh, with just a, a few minutes left you raise an interesting topic because, you know, uh, generally, and again, this is just me, when I think about, you know, a shelter, I'm thinking about guys. But the fact of the matter is City Mission does something very specific and very intentional where you're, you know, you're bringing in women of all ages and more often than not women with children. Mm-hmm. This is something that is unusual, isn't it? 
Well, women and children are generally the fastest growing uh, population of, of the homeless across the country. And so and, and they're most vulnerable because, you know, women with children are, are they struggle. They have their needs are different. Um, they have somebody that depends on them. And when they are struggling themselves personally where they can't you know, meet the needs of their, those that depend on them, they have to have a place to be able to go. Uh, they get taken advantage of, which is, you know, is heartbreaking. And uh, so uh, we have uh, a, a facility for women with children. And uh, in, in years gone by, it used to be where you couldn't, we had limits on the age of the children uh, that we would take because of the way we were set up. But today, uh, we have the, the units and now are suites. I see. And so they all have their own uh, unit with their own private bathroom and a little kitchenette in there. So it's really set up for women with kids and to be able to take care of their children. And so this is uh, a little bit different. One of our goals uh, in setting this up was we wanted we did not want the facility to feel like a shelter. We don't want kids you know, in their teenage years, thinking back when their mother, when we stayed at a shelter. Right, institutionalized. Yes. And so uh, we really were intentional about making this as homey a place as we possibly can. And from what I hear from the women, uh, that's exactly what's happened. They they don't see it as a shelter. Right. So, uh, Jessica, come on back in for a second. We've got just about a minute or so left. Mm -hmm. So my hope is this. Just offer a a second of encouragement. As we talked a little earlier, somebody's out there right now who was like you this time last year. Just say something to them about coming in this time of year. Absolutely. There's definitely um, hope. And, you know, the help is out there, and there are a great group of women there that you can trust, like Dean said. And, I, you know, trust is a big factor for me. You know, um, I have PTSD. I don't, you know, I struggle with mental illness. I don't trust people. Don't bring them in, but they're there. And I do trust today. I'm building relationships. And I just think that, that you know, if you're out there and you need help, whether it's, you know, their, their program is excellent. If you're struggling with drug addiction, alcoholism, you know, they're there to help you. And there's a lot of avenues. And it's, it's just it, it can happen. Wonderful. Thanks, Jessica. Absolutely. And Dean, for you as well, it's always a pleasure. Well, John, thank you for having me. And uh, uh, it's always a pleasure for me to be able to come in and bring somebody from the mission be able to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless you and God bless the work that City Mission does. Much needed in a broken and brutal world. Hey, this has been uh, Bisberg. And listen, uh, if you're so inclined, you hear Jessica, you hear Dean, and you think, I could do something. I could help someone this time of year. I'd encourage you to check it out online. City Mission Online is citymission.org. Or pick up your phone right now, this second, and call City Mission and say, yeah, let me help. 724-222-8530. 724-222-8530. In the meantime, this has been Bisberg. I'm John Hall. We'll see you next time.